Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we take a couple of your voicemails. But first, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have agreed to a one-year deal with former Eagles, Bills, and Chiefs running back LaShawn McCoy. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Today's episode brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story is that the Buccaneers have agreed to a one-year deal with former Pro Bowler, potentially future Hall of Famer, former Eagles, Bills, and Kansas City Chiefs running back LaShawn McCoy. Now, Ian Rappaport took to NFL Network to discuss the move and had this to say. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been looking for a veteran presence at the running back position really for the last several weeks and months. The problem is they just have not had a lot of money to spend. I would expect this to be somewhere around the minimum. We'll see if there are incentives or not. But this is going to be a very low-cost, low-risk addition for the Bucs. I know uh, LaShawn McCoy had some conversations with the Eagles. I talked to him a couple weeks ago. That was one big-time place where he wanted to land. Uh, but for Tom Brady and the Bucks, adding a weapon, potentially one who can help in the passing game too, uh, is something that I know they were looking forward to. I know they wanted. The real question is, how much does he have left? This is the same with Sean McCoy that was not active for the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll see if he is able to kind of get back in gear and, and get one more year out of what has been an incredible, potentially, Hall of Fame career. So, LaShawn McCoy signs with the Buccaneers after Keyshawn Vaughn is placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. David, I can't really imagine that that's any kind of coincidence. Uh, I mean, uh, coincidences don't really happen a lot in, in real life, I've found. Like, usually, you know, one thing leads to another, and you can pretty much directly connect the uh, the cause and effect. So, you know, I mean, Ian says there in that clip that the Buccaneers have been looking to add veteran presence to the running back group for a couple weeks now or a few weeks now. Uh, I don't know, maybe – you know, they, they knew I don't we don't have confirmation if Keyshawn is sick or if just somebody around him was sick, but maybe they saw this coming. Maybe they maybe they knew it was happening. Either way, when you look at that running back group, I mean they they let Peyton Barber walk. He sent he ends up signing in Washington. They draft Keyshawn Vaughn, Raymond Calais. They don't bring anybody else in. So really a very young running back group that let's just be completely honest, didn't exactly produce amongst the best groups in the NFL as it is uh, in twenty nineteen just got younger and more inexperienced. So when you're talking about protecting your quarterback, especially quarterback that can't protect himself by running, you need running backs and come in there and hold their own. So it makes sense to go after a veteran because even if Shady himself doesn't come in and necessarily take a starting role or, or take a whole lot of snaps, he's at least going to come in and for whether it's for training camp, whether it's for half the season, the whole season, however long he lasts with the Buccaneers, uh, he can at least come in there and kind of have that veteran presence and show these younger guys what it's like to work and grind out a career, and that's important, you know. Uh, I mean, people say what they want. I know Shady's had a, a few issues here and there. I mean, nothing major, I don't think, uh, but a few issues here and there in the past, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is still a guy who has carved out a very long 
career playing a position in the National Football League that is not known for having long careers, you don't do that on accident. Like you can't just coast by in the National Football League as a running back and and just just stumble into a, a you know a decade and a half long career. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. So for the fact that Shady has been around as long as he has and has been sought after as much as he has uh, means that they're bringing a, a level of professionalism into that group, no matter where Shady ends up on the playing field or the depth chart of the order is, is irrelevant. Uh, think back to Jamel Dean and the importance of learning how to study like a pro and really prepare for a game like a pro and how big of an impact that had on him. Well, again, you're bringing a guy like Shady in who knows all those things. So when Keyshawn comes back uh, to the team, when he's able to practice and get ready, that presence from Shady is going to help him. But then in the meantime, you know, depending on how long, I mean, I don't think anybody right now anyway is really expecting it to take that long. But, you know, if it bleeds into the season that Keyshawn can't become active, then you have a guy like Shady there to run with Ronald Jones and whoever else is on the roster for the beginning of the season. Yeah, and, and you know, we're going to dive into it a little bit more here coming up in just a minute. But you have to think that with as much as – Tom Brady uses his running backs in the passing game. This was a no-brainer for the Bucs. I mean, Shady McCoy has been an absolute beast in the receiving game as well as a running back. I mean, even last year in his minimal usage with the Chiefs, he was still getting five yards per touch. Whether it was a carry or reception, whatever it was, he was averaging five yards per touch, uh, you know, in his 11th year in the NFL. So, you know, he brings a, a level of leadership. He brings a level of experience. He brings a level of success. And, you know, he's the guy who very well could take over that third down running back role if they're not impressed with Ronald Jones pass blocking yet or his ability to pick up the blitz. If they're not impressed with, you know, even though he's improved, if they're not as impressed with his pass catching as they want to be, you know, Shady's virtually a plug and play guy at the running back position in those third down situations. Yeah. What I really like about this deal, I mean, the Buccaneers have not had a lot of cap space for a while now. And then after securing their rookies and kind of the offset with the top 51 and everything, the way that it falls, uh, the Buccaneers have very little cap space. And that's something uh, that uh, Greg Allman actually of the athletic post or wrote something really great about the, the potential for the Buccaneers in the 2021 salary cap, because of everything that's going on, that I think every Bucks fan should go read. It's not going to make you happy, but it's good. It's very well researched and written. You should definitely go read it. But Greg Almond tweeted out that, you know, this is kind of the perfect signing for the Buccaneers who, again, need a little bit of veteran help. They need some running back help now, especially like you said, with Keyshawn at least missing the first part of training camp because of, you know, whatever relationship he has with COVID-19. Uh, the the price tag is right. The, the upside is right. I mean, again, if you're – if you if you get minimal shady, you're getting it for very cheap. It's it's salary cap space that really, what else were you going to go? You're not getting a Logan Ryan with that salary cap space. You know what I mean? So really, what are you going to go after there and get? Uh, I think really what it, what this does, if anything, is it almost confirms Bond its own that Donovan Smith, in fact, is not probably going to opt out. I know there's still time, so you don't want to hammer it down. But I think that if Donovan, you know, it hasn't come out, but I think if Donovan were still leaning towards potentially opting out and the team knew that, they probably wouldn't go spend what little cap space. Although again, I don't know all the rules with how that shifts. I've seen some, some reports that if Don were to opt out, his cap hit would also roll over. So they'd have more space. So maybe that doesn't even have a part to do with it, but just a little bit of brainstorming and just kind of trying to connect those dots again, like you said, uh, potentially, you know, that can lean to another piece of information. All right. Well, more LaShawn McCoy talk coming up in the next segment, as well as getting to some of your voicemails. But first, 
We have to talk about our friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need at a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much somewhere else for the same parts that you can get at rockauto.com? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. It's a Friday edition here of the Locked On Bucks podcast, and we have a free agent signing that we are discussing. David, we are talking about. Mr. Shady McCoy being a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, it's just odd to say, it's odd to think about, but the more we think about it, the more we talk about it, the more sense it makes, but that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be, you know, some roster moves basically in response to what just happened because the Buccaneers at the running back position now have LaShawn McCoy, Rojo, Dara Agumbawale, TJ Logan, Raymond Clay, and Keyshawn Vaughn. Those aren't uh, th- those guys aren't all staying. You know, some of these running backs are going to be gone. You know, we've already discussed a little bit about Keyshawn Vaughn being on the reserve COVID nineteen list, but now you're looking at guys like TJ Logan. You're looking at guys like Dara Agumbawale. You're looking at Raymond Clay. Lashawn McCoy is taking one of these guys' roster spots, and you know, quite frankly. You wrote about it on BucksNation.com about some of these guys that are on the bubble and and kind of roster casualties to keep an eye on. So what do you make of this new running back core that the Buccaneers have? Uh, I mean, r- off the top of my head, I, I don't personally expect the Buccaneers to carry any more than four running backs into the regular season. And that's, you know, to me, that's the limit. I don't see them going with five. So when you when you look at the running back group, as it is. I mean, I said this to you pre-recording as you were writing for Bucks Nation, actually. You wrote the, you know, the breaking news post for Bucks Nation about the signing of LaShawn McCoy. And I said, uh, goodbye, TJ Logan. Like, I just, I feel like this is basically in a, sim- this is the symbol of TJ Logan's time in Tampa is, is likely done. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow necessarily, but, you know, with this signing, the Buccaneers have just one more player that they've got to get rid of uh, before August 16th uh, to get under or get at or under that 80-man limit that the NFL has put in place training camp. And even as they carry, you know, if they decide to carry more than 80 to that August 16th deadline, they've still got to break it up into groups. And, you know, you've got, you've got people over here. I mean, you can keep 84 players if you want to, but that just means you've got players in more groups than you need them to be. I mean, it just, it, it kind of creates a little bit of a logistical nightmare. So it just kind of seems likely that you would think that the team is probably going to get down to that 80 man number faster, you know, sooner rather than later. And I just, I just think that if you're looking at this stable of players, I mean, you're not going to draft Raymond Clay just to cut him before you ever get to see him do anything on the field. Uh, TJ Logan, you know, he was brought in for a very specific purpose. He didn't necessarily, you know, fulfill that purpose as, as well as maybe everybody had hoped. I remember when he came in, Bruce Arians told the, the media, 
you know, make sure you remember that name because you're gonna you're gonna hear it a lot or you're gonna say it a lot or write it a lot or whatever, however you put it. Uh, turns out not so much. And then I look at the roster and you look at guys like Spencer Schnell did a little bit in the return game last year. Justin Watson has had some opportunities. I'm looking at a guy like Scotty Miller. I mean, Scotty is a guy who's got some wheels, he's got some agility, and he's got some bravery in him that I don't think we've seen from other people. Uh, I don't know, maybe Keyshawn Vaughn. I don't know if he really had any history with that in Vanderbilt or anything like that, but you know, there's always options in the return game. I know it's a focal point, but I just feel like, again, bringing in Shady, TJ Logan, probably out. And then to me, the next two guys that are on the bubble, you know, one of them's probably on their way out. One of them's probably going to get in is Raymond Clay and Dario Gumbawali. And I think what it's going to boil down to is how much better is Rojo in pass protection, like you've already brought up. We know he's been working. We've been seeing the tweets. You know, Shady McCoy, what does he still have in the tank? Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, what's his long-term prognosis? And then, you know, that's going to impact Dario Gumbawali. If, if Rojo comes in looks like a much better pass blocker, that gives the Buccaneers less of a reason to hold on to Dari. If he comes in and looks like a terrible pass blocker, then he gives more reason to keep keep Dari. And then, of course, if Scotty Miller can come in and make some noise in the return game, albeit against no contact, you know what I mean? It's, it's really hard to evaluate that kind of stuff. But we could see Raymond Clay at least start the season on the practice squad and the Bucs could come in and say, okay, three weeks in, hey, it's not working. And then they see another roster transaction happen. Uh Either way, though, I don't think Shady is coming in to be the number one running back. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Darian Stewart uh, acquisition last year where it was more of a veteran presence, more of a guy in the back end of the defense to, hey, young guys, let's let's get things together more than it was an impactful player. And as we went and saw in 2019, Darian really kind of rarely got on the field. Yeah, I, I certainly don't think Shady's coming in to be the starting running back. I think Ronald Jones is still going to get the majority of the carries. He's still going to get the majority of the snaps. I think what we're looking at – is LaShawn McCoy being that reliable third down running back that can do some damage in the passing game. He's good at picking up blitzes and blocking, giving the quarterback an extra second to make a pass down the field or to slip out, catch that little dump off and turn it into a five, six, seven, you know, 12 yard gain. So I don't think Ronald Jones job, as the starter is in jeopardy by any means, unless something were to happen and, you know, Shady goes out there and has a 200 yard performance out of nowhere. um, You know, Ronald Jones is still the guy. He is still the guy in Tampa and Shady's coming in. You know, like we talked about in the first segment, he's bringing a veteran leadership. He's bringing in knowledge of the game. He's bringing in a desire to not only win a ring, but to actually get to play in the Super Bowl. He was inactive for the Kansas city chiefs in the super bowl. So his team gets there and he doesn't even get to participate after all these years in the league. And he tweeted out, uh, uh, I have to look at it real fast. Uh, Jalen Mills had tweeted to him and said, her, you're trying to, uh, win another championship. And Shay retweeted it and just commented, hell yeah. Well, yeah, he wants to win another championship, but he wants to actually be part of it. So he, he makes this, low-cost deal with the Bucs. It's a low-risk chance for the Bucs. And, you know, he's trying to join Brady, join Evans and Godwin and Gronk and and OJ and, and this electric, potentially electric offense to go back to the Super Bowl this year and, and win a ring. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think any competitor, any player, you know, you obviously want to be on the field to help win the Super Bowl versus, you know, being inactive and, and watching your team. I mean, you're still part of the team, so you're still part of the solution. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be more if you can be on the field. Um, so, so, obviously, that's going to be part of it. 
All right. Well, David, any other thoughts on the uh, shady signing before we move on to some voicemails? Uh, only that, you know, last year we actually had a little bit of an internal discussion about the potential of a guy like LaShawn McCoy joining the Buccaneers and for fun. I know Madden's making a lot of hate lately, but for fun, I actually made that happen on Madden and played a few games with uh, LaShawn McCoy as, as a running back for the Buccaneers. And it was, it was pretty fun. So, I mean, again, it's video game. It's not real, but you know, if we get, if we get good shady, even for a week or two, it could be, it could be a very entertaining thing to see. All right. Well, David, let's go ahead and take our first voicemail before we get to our next break. Hey, guys. This is Grayson Brown out in uh, the real Northern California, one of your UPS drivers out here. Um, just heard you say you're not getting as many voicemails as usual, so I'm sure you'll get a rush, rush now and uh, get one for me. Anyway, a topic I've been kind of curious about. Uh, don't have any Bucks fans to talk to about it out here, so um, there's with all this stuff with no preseason games and, and uh, off season being all turned upside down, the first thought of it is, man, this is going to be hard for Brady and the rest of the team to be able to come together and figure out what they're doing. Um, but it also could uh, help, too, because all the other teams are going through the same thing. So I'm just kind of seeing what you guys think about that and if it's going to help us hurt us or be the same outcome and everything. So, all right, as always, go Bucks later all right thank you very much for the call and uh yeah i i think the bucks are kind of at a little bit more of a disadvantage than a lot of other teams just because you're changing the most important position on the field so you take a look at a team like the buccaneers you take a look at a team like the indianapolis colts you know when you a team like the new england patriots Carolina Panthers, these teams where you're seeing veteran quarterbacks move to new offenses, you're a little bit behind teams like the Rams or the Chiefs or the the Eagles or the Ravens or the Steelers, you know, where, where they had that kind of continuity already. Every team is bringing in new players, but when you're bringing in a new player at the most important position that's not a rookie, because rookies are going to have their their struggles anyway – it's it's going to make that learning curve a little bit more difficult without a preseason, without OTAs, without a traditional training camp. Now, I do think they're going to get off to a little bit of a slow start, and things may not start clicking, like truly clicking, until probably weeks three, four, five, you know, and into that stretch. So, yeah, I mean, when we when we talked about the schedule, David, I said that the Bucks were going to lose week one to the New Orleans Saints. Now, I hope that doesn't happen, obviously, but – you know, you have a team like the Saints that have been together for a while. They, you know, on the cusp of a Super Bowl, they're probably going to come out of the gate a little bit better than a team where a, a 42-year-old quarterback is playing in a new offense for a new head coach for the first time in his career. Yeah, I mean, it could it could go you know a number of ways. I mean, and and none of the predictions are necessarily wrong. It's just only one of them is going to actually come out right. You know, I mean, you have the theories. If you listen to the Ultimate Divisional Crossover Week. Uh, we talked about this with the Atlanta Falcons where, you know, I kind of went on record saying I felt like the Falcons were, you know, solidly in third place. And I mean, don't sleep on the Carolina Panthers. And if their coaching staff can get it together quick, Christian McCaffrey is always dangerous, Teddy Bridgewater, et cetera. They could surprise some people and maybe end up third in the NFC South and the Falcons end up in the basement. And then Aaron Freeman pointed out to me and everybody else that, hey, the, the Atlanta Falcons are the most, you know, they have the most continuity coming into 2020. Uh, so, you know, in, in, in an offseason where you have such a weird, 
uh, way of doing everything in training camp is so effective and there's no preseason, don't discount the value that continuity might have. And he, he made a very valid point. So, I mean, every theory you have out there, right? Like is Tom Brady going to get hurt? Potentially. I mean, he could get – like if, if Tom Brady gets hurt in week one, two, three, or four or whatever, every single person who said, oh, how dare you bring in an old quarterback is going to say, ha, I was right. Uh, if Tom Brady makes it all the way to the playoffs and Super Bowl and the Buccaneers win the Super Bowl, everybody who says, don't worry about Tom Brady and injuries, that's not something you control is going to say, ha, I was right. You know, um, if James Winston goes on and becomes a Hall of Fame quarterback from the New Orleans Saints, everybody who says the Bucs should have uh, stuck with him and gave up too soon is going to say, ha, they were right. So, I mean, and all these things are possible, all these things could happen. It doesn't actually mean you're right in the moment. It just means that your guess turned out to be the one that came to fruition. But all of these guesses are based in some sort of probability because we've seen them happen. I mean, we've seen the old quarterback come out and have a resurgent year and lead his team to victory overall lots. We've seen a, a veteran quarterback come out and get hurt very early. You know, we've seen a young quarterback who's injury prone come out and get hurt early. We've seen guys go to other places and, and dominate and become shining stars. And, you know, but nobody talks about uh, like, I mean, not to open any old wounds, but when Gerald McCoy left the Buccaneers, everybody said, well, here's gonna be another situation where the Buccaneers give up on a guy and he goes somewhere else, where, where else balls out, probably wins the championship. Well, he didn't work out in Carolina. Now he's in Dallas. We'll see how that goes there. But either way, you know what I mean? Three teams in three years. Gerald McCoy is not the latest and greatest of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers players to go out there and thrive in another environment. Um, James Winston could be a keep to leave, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm less interested in talking about what could happen and I'm more interested in getting, getting to the point where we can talk about what will happen. Unfortunately, we still have a little bit of runway until we can start talking about what is happening. So we'll continue to do so. Uh, I just, I'm not going to stand on any one, you know, prediction. It's all possible. You know, the Bucs could lose week one. They could win week one. And if they win, it's going to be because Tom Brady is the GOAT and the Saints couldn't do anything to stop them. If they lose, it's going to be because Tom Brady and the Buccaneers still have to get comfortable. It's just, it's what the narrative is going to be. It's a Friday edition here of the Locked on Bucks podcast. And uh, we have one more voicemail to get to before, before we send you all into a fantastic weekend. Hi, guys. It's Jesse from Texas. I got a rant to call in about. I heard Donovan Smith is opting out this year. Everybody's okay with people opting out because of health concerns. This is my take on it. You're opting out. You're making all this money. You're opting out. You don't want to work. You don't want to do your job. But you, you, and everybody's okay with that. But you expect the nurses, the waitresses, the cashiers, all these other people to continue to do their job in the same exact situation you're in with the pandemic, just because they don't make a million dollars, they have to work. That's my rant. It, it is what it is. If he opts out, he opts out. I don't want him and his baby and all that to get any kind of illness or anything like that. So I understand it just makes me mad that Everybody else, because you don't make that money, you, you, you it's you got to work. He doesn't, and it's not just aimed at him. There's a whole bunch of other players and other sports, and I, I may be talking out of turn. I may be talking crazy, but that's just my thoughts. Y'all have a good day. Really hope the season starts. Have a good. 
All right. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, David, I'll, I'll start off by saying this. You know, we, I talked about on yesterday's show uh, the reports that, that Donovan Smith will likely play. It doesn't look like he's going to opt out. And in fact, while we've been recording, he, he tweeted, uh, he retweeted the NFL Twitter account talking about LaShawn McCoy signing with the Bucks, tagged Shady in the tweet, and then did two flex arms and a, a flame emoji. So he's excited about, about LaShawn joining the team. It looks like Donovan is going to play. Um, as far as players opting out and, you know, people still having to, you know, normal people like you and, and, and me and, and our listeners still having to go to work. Look, I completely understand that viewpoint. I do 100%. You know, these guys are in a position where they can opt out because of the amount of money they make. They're not going to end up homeless or starving or living on the street if they skip a year of work. You know, they're pretty well off. That being said, I do feel that people like the nurses, the frontline workers, the essential workers, they deserved something. And I'm not going to get into a big spiel about that, but when you're asking people, you know, who were working during a quarantine and are now working at a high risk position to continue to go in every day and risk their health and risk the health of their loved ones and their family members that they have to go home to. Um, they deserve something extra for that. And that's my opinion, but yeah, uh, unfortunately most of us are in a, in a position where, I mean, I don't know if, if given the option of, opting out of work for six months and, and still getting paid. I think a lot of people would, would go ahead and opt out of work, you know, for a paid six months off as, as everything crazy is going on. But unfortunately most of us don't have jobs where that's a, a viable option. Yeah. I mean, this conversation really is, it's, it's a layered conversation, I think. And to be fair to, to JT there, that voicemail did come in uh earlier you know i i can't remember if it was exactly this week or maybe it was at the end of last week but it, it came in earlier than the you know the most recent days so for anybody out there who's like what are you talking about donovan you know it's been reported already to the let's, let's cut him some slack here that's that report you know those reports have come out since uh that email or that voicemail came in so i just want to make sure that that is clear uh that being said i mean this caller isn't the only one to have that opinion i've seen that opinion on social media and i know some people who have that opinion and listen uh, the, the beautiful thing about this country is you're allowed to have that opinion. I'm allowed to disagree with your opinion and we can still be, you know, brothers, sisters, you know, fans of the same team, fans of the same sport. And you can still call into this show. And we're not going to ban you and we're not going to call you names because you're there. There's nothing, you know, you, you mentioned maybe talking out of turn. I would say the only, you know, uh, the only time you would get out of line necessarily is maybe going on Twitter and adding him and telling him what he should do with his life, his career, his money, et cetera, because that's where I think that we don't, have you know the 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 necessarily the the right the license to to go at somebody like that um however we're talking this forum and a lot a lot of this forum is about speculation and we do talk about things that players teams organizations are doing and, and we kind of give our two cents on what we would do in that aspect or how we think someone should handle something but again we try to draw the line at if they make a, a decision different than us attacking them accusing them of being less intelligent or less ethical less moral uh, unless of course you're talking about something just egregious that being said, 
Um, football is not going to cure COVID-19. It's not going to cure anything. It's not going to cure chicken pox. The only thing it's going to cure is your boredom. Um, Donovan Smith is not a, is not an essential worker. And when you're talking about virus responses and reactions and, and overall health and flattening curves and all that. And again, we've covered many times, you know, no matter what my personal thoughts are on this whole thing, James, yours and, and our listeners and everybody else is honestly, it's just, it's, that's not what we're trying to get into. Um, but at the end of the day, no matter how serious you do or don't take uh, the virus and everything else going on, Donovan Smith playing left tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not going to be the reason that it goes away. Not going to be the reason that there's a cure found or that it just fades into obscurity. None of it's going to happen because Donovan Smith played left tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's number one. Nurses, you know, all this, all the people going out, James, uh, you, you know, you have a hand in the food chain that keeps our country going, keeps people healthy and living and able to eat. Uh, some of these stores, I mean, listen, I've heard people talk about like, is Taco Bell really a, a, an essential business? Hey, listen, again, great thing about this country is CEO of Taco Bell thinks it is. If you don't, you both have differing opinions. You're both allowed to have those opinions. That's the beauty of this country. Sometimes it doesn't go the way you think it should go. Um, so again, there's just, there's just a lot of layers in this whole thing. So uh, I'm not gonna say anybody's right or anybody's wrong, but I would say that, you know, uh, as far as like, you know, other people who don't get paid, you know, get paid peanuts comparatively. I mean, there have been ideas thrown out there, you know, about what people can do for those, you know, quote unquote, essential workers who have gone out there. And so don't listen, I can tell you, I mean, the army doesn't stop. Uh, you know, well, there's other vets that listen to this podcast and have responded and, and tweet at us and, and everything else. Uh, the Navy's not going to stop. The Marine Corps is not stopping. The Air Force isn't stopping. Uh, like soldiers, soldiers, airmen, you know, sailors, everybody, they're all still training. They're getting ready, you know, to, to go out there and win America's wars if it needs to. And the ones who are downrange are still working and operating. Uh, the, the, the essential parts of society can't shut down. And, and that's just, that's important to remember. And, you know, I've had some conversations with people who said that, you know, being in the army and being in the military and all of a sudden you get college for free. And I can tell you right now, firsthand experience, it ain't free. Um, it may seem free. It may feel free. It may look on paper like it's free, but believe me, you earn that crap. And I say that as a soldier who was sitting in Iraq and thanks to the, the luxury of the technologies we have in this world today, I was sitting in Iraq doing a homework assignment for one of my degrees and we came under attack and I had to stop doing my assignment. Fortunately for me, it wasn't proctored. It wasn't timed. Um, so I was able to come back to it. But I had to stop in the middle of a college assignment in order to go take shelter so that I didn't die. You know what I mean? So, so when you tell me that my college education was free, remember that not everything is valued in monetary uh, 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 factors. You know what I mean? So, and that, and same thing. Like I've seen ideas that say maybe every medical uh, student or nurse should have their student loans forgiven. Hey, listen, I'm not necessarily against it. Is it fiscally responsible, possible for the government to do that? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in that field. But if I woke up tomorrow. And this administration or, you know, the, the government or whatever to say, hey, if you're an essential medical worker, we're going to forgive your, your student loans. I would not be mad about it. Now, what about all these other essential workers? Again, I don't know. I don't work in those fields. I can't tell you. Um, so there's there's a lot of grains of salt to be taken here with this, guys. And if Donovan Smith or some of these other players who have opted out, if Donovan Smith were to opt out because he basically looks at it and says, listen, I have the flexibility to make this decision because of my life. Whether I think it's fair, you think it's fair, anybody thinks it's fair. He has that flexibility and he's earned that flexibility, whether the amount he's earned is quote unquote right is not up for discussion right now. The bottom line is he's earned that flexibility. If he chose to exercise that flexibility and do what the NFL and the NFL PA have allowed him to do, that's his right as a human being to do it. And I'm not going to tell him he's wrong. Uh, if he were to do it, I could come on here and say, I don't think I would have done the same thing. Potentially. I'm not going to give that answer until that time comes, but 
that doesn't mean he is wrong for making his decision, if that makes sense. All right. Well, David, we are way up against the clock. So that will wrap things up this week for, you know, all of our Bucks talk. But we will be back next week. Any parting thoughts for the weekend as we, uh, we get ready for some playoff hockey and playoff basketball? Uh, just so that we have gotten a couple of voicemails since we've been recording, James, I'm almost 100% sure that they're about Shady. So if you sent in a voicemail about Shady, uh, obviously we're recording this episode right now. We started recording right after the news broke. We will get it into our first episode next week. Uh, but again, you're, you're calling in as we're recording. So we will definitely get your reactions in next week about the signing of LaShawn McCoy. All right. Sounds excellent to me. So, uh, yeah, coming out of the weekend, we're going to have a little bit more shady talk as people are calling in with questions, concerns, excitement, whatever the case may be. But until then, please check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.